Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, very, very, very for us, heart. Evening and welcome to Gatecast episode 190 and... We're back in the Pegasus Galaxy this week, and someone's travelled this considerable distance with us. Jeff? Hello. I on a sweaty horseback, even. That could take a while. Yes. Well, you said Pegasus Galaxy, so... Oh, he's trying to be clever. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You're. I was too quick for Alan. You're a regular participant. <laughs> you don't get to be clever. <laughs> Only I may be clever. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome aboard, Jeff. Good evening, everybody. As Alan says, it's been a warm and clammy day for the British Isles and Ireland, of course. Most people that's listened to this will probably laugh at our low 20s temperature. High 20s. High 20s here. I haven't seen a thermometer all day. It's just warm. I have an AccuWeather app on my phone. Okay. Okay, then, this week's episode is The Siege Part 1. woo Indeed. Excellent episode, excellent two-parter, excellent trilogy, excellent season finale, nearly. Well, it will be next week. Oh, indeed, quite. Sit, stay, good line. Yeah, I texted to see if I'm down for a spin at 7am, because I might actually, even though I'm off, I might actually get up early enough to do it, because frankly, the thoughts of pedalling like on a bike. Here, for some reason, it gets really hot in the early evening, around sort of 5 to 7pm. Yeah. It's usually 3 or 4 degrees hotter than it is earlier in the day. So the thoughts of pedalling like buggery to music at 5 o'clock in 30 degrees just doesn't appeal. I'd rather do it at 7am when it's still merely like 21. Nothing else, I'll probably drop another three pounds in weight due to water loss. <laughs> I must contact my completely non-local comic book store and see what they'll pay me for the complete Why the Last Man and complete Preacher collections. Okay then, he said as his shoulders start to Hey everybody, this is the Book Cave, and my name is Rick Croxton, and with me is... Art Sippo. We want to let you know pretty much what we're about. We're a podcast. Our concentration is on adventure fiction, but we also get into comics. Sometimes we'll get into television and movies. But our big thing is books and the authors. We talk about books, about the history of them, and about some of the interesting things in them and how they interconnect. And we hope that people will enjoy it and get some fun out of it and learn something. We're more interested in the kind of books that we really enjoy, and we think that you will too. If you're a fan of Doc Savage, The Shadow, The Avenger, and some of the newer pulp characters like Lobster Johnson and The Rook, this is the podcast for you. You can visit us at thebookcave.lipson.com. Bye-bye now. Bye. So are we recording two separate episodes, or both are we just going to combine the two into one big long? Two separate. Okay. So it is 190 and 191. No, this one is 190. The next episode is 191. Tweeting about it. <laughs> been a long and irritating day. I have duly tweeted. Okay, if we're uh, all queued up. Yep, the line is ready. Line is ready here. Um, since it's officially official now, and if you hadn't left it in from the last week, early to mid-September, possibly late August, I shall be moving to Finland. So in honour of that, I'm going to do today's countdown in Swedish. Three, four, et, clicky. <laughs> Fade in on. Previously on Stargate Atlantis, a big sort of pointy thing. Yeah, it's a very pointy thing. Looks like someone took every Soviet and American satellite and just bashed it all together into one big pile in space. Yeah, it doesn't look like a weapons platform. 
it'd make a lot of sense if it could fire from multiple ports at the same time. Yeah. As we come to see later, it can't. <laughs> the Wraith were conducting experiments on your ancestors. You have some Wraith DNA. So again, flatbacks from the gift. Taylor's little experience with the Wraith. Mm. Evil Taylor. Yes. Evil Taylor's kind of hot. <laughs> She's a bit. <laughs> well, she is sweating, yes. Sergeant Bates wouldn't think so. <laughs> they know that Atlantis is the only way to get to a new, rich feeding ground. Earth. And they, ooh, shiny. Oh, here we go. Ooh, yeah, it's very nice. Now that's how you get a ship into hyperspace. JJ, take note. <laughs> meeting, lads. Meeting. Mm. Spiky table. Yeah. And lots and lots of laptops. A huge number of rather ancient-looking screens, frankly. That gives insult to the town flat screen, considering the damn things are five inches thick. I do like the touch of how many freaking wires are there all over the tables. <laughs> yeah. I'd feel really left out if I, you know, if I wasn't involved in this. <laughs> You'd have thought they'd been broadcasting it citywide as well. Everybody's involved. If we are right about what is wrong with it. Great to see Zelenka side by side with Rodney. He is as smart as Rodney, but perhaps not across so many subjects. The Wraith has simply been ignoring it. Our preliminary estimates indicate a single Nakoda generator would be enough to bring it back online. Why can't we use our generators to get the weapon systems of Atlantis working? Uh, stupid Ford. Come on, you've been here long enough to know that. Mm. And you think it's powerful enough to take out a Wraith Hive ship? Well, according to the ancient database, it should be able to take out all three when fully charged. Ooh. <laughs> Which makes you wonder what the hell happened last time the defense system was used. Yeah. That says they're outnumbered. Yeah, but there wasn't just one satellite. There were probably dozens, hundreds. So just how did the, the Wraith get around all that stuff back when the ancients were at full power? Just keep going and going until one gets through. What do you need? The satellite's 15 hours away by puddle jumper. I recommend that we put together a small crew, say myself, Groden, and the pilot. I'll go. No, Miller can handle it. Major, I need you to keep searching for alternate alpha sites. Just oh dear. Why Groden? The hive ships will be in range of the satellite in 49 hours. We're going to need every last second of that time. Nothing like a time limit, is there really? Mm-hmm. Especially when you come in close to uh, the season's finale. Rodney functional without a time limit. No, that's true. <laughs> I operate like that. Don't mean to put any undue pressure, but at this moment, that satellite is the only thing standing between the Wraith and Atlantis. Hmm. Yes. No undue pressure? Oh, nasty <laughs> shepherd. <laughs> The speech sounded good when he ran it through his head. Fading. All right, then. The Siege, part one. Season one, episode 19 of Stargate Atlantis. Episode 190 of the Gatecast. The episode was written by Martin Garrow, directed by Martin Wood. It had its UK premiere, March the 1st, 2005. The US broadcast it March the 18th. The Australians, August the 25th. Canadians, January the 24th and the French, August the 19th. Mm-hmm. There are quite a few episodes with the same uh, title. The series include Breaking News, Deep Space Nine, The Following, City Lights, Spats, and The Dead Zone. Deep Space Nine is the only genre show with the same title, though? That's kind of surprising. There might be a few more. I might have saved them for these part two. Good point. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because I was thinking, he you know, doesn't normally run out of stuff to say a good 15 seconds before the end of the credit sequence. And we're back. Taylor's in her jammies. Hmm. I'm looking for something a little more enthusiastic than fine. I am ready to be put back on active duty. I'm sure you think so, but... Uh... Tell him I'm fine. She is, Major. I see no further reason she should be kept here under medical supervision. 
Yes. <laughs> Except for the fact she brightens the place up a bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it looks a bit depressing in there. Very stubborn metal. It's a hospital. It's kind of supposed to look dreary and dingy and depressing. Relief there for Taylor. Feared the worst. Okay, I think I can handle this alone, Braddock. <laughs> Helping your pack. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Want to go. A little bit more. Yeah. Who's the most uh, expendable? But you know a lot more about the city than I do. Okay, I think I see where this is going now. If, for whatever reason, there is problem there, it should be me, not you. Is Zelenka actually offering self-sacrifice here? Well, no, it's not a suicide mission. Well, just turn around and come back. Now, I realize I'm invaluable everywhere. You know what? But forget about it. I take it back. No. Sorry. Nope. You can't take no. it back because you've just admitted that I'm smarter than you are. I admitted no such thing. Well, it's hard for you to say, but the uh, truth shone through and you were compelled to speak. You are a miserable little Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not uh, ruin the moment. <laughs> oh! <laughs> McKay's probably recorded the conversation, yeah. broadcast it over the city's intercom. Now. Ruin the moment. <laughs> yeah, all joking aside. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, bless. They are colleagues. Mm. Yeah. If McKay's anything like me, and I think he is, he doesn't believe in luck. MA5393? No. We've only been there at night, and it gets ridiculously hot during the day, so no. Not really an option. You looking for a new office, are you? Is that a zip drive there on the lower right-hand corner? They're a real pain in the ass, aren't they? Yes, they are. <laughs> There's one way to describe him. And for fact, Sergeant, or is your spidey sense just tingling? <laughs> spidey sense. Seriously, Shepard, <laughs> you get to turn one down because it's a little warm. Stackhouse reported lush surroundings, and as far as his team could tell, it seemed uninhabited. Mm. Good old Stackhouse, who we never hear from again. wonder if his name was a nod to the fiction fantasy writer. Uh, maybe, or possibly a nod to the true blood novels. Either. Which is more likely. Nah, they'd have better taste than that on the show. Major. Is Taylor coming with you? And seriously asking me that. I think that's a bad call, sir. Here we go again. Here we go. Sounds like my grass is being cut. It's annoying when Sergeant Bates has got a valid point. Mm. You don't want to agree with him. No. Well, I'd rather agree with him than the official annoying person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine locking Kavanaugh and Bates in the same room. <laughs> I think Kavanaugh lasts approximately 48 seconds. If that. Well, no, I figure that's how long it'll take Bates to actually crush his windpipe. <laughs> That's it, John. Showing loyalty to one of your team members. But he does have a point. This is a simulation I've put together. It shows how the city will be destroyed once we trigger the self-destruct. Picture it in your own mind when the city blows up. This low-resolution image. We'll show it blowing up. Yes. I'm not impressed with the, the demolition charges they've mm. got. Surely if an aqua no. generator goes... I mean, the ancients built well, but boom! You know, vaporise the city. No, boom today. Boom tomorrow. There's always a boom tomorrow. And they've changed the uh, ancient display, so it's uh, running a different program. Mm -hmm. Supposed to emulate the fact that it's uh, crunching data at the moment. Looks quite nice, actually. So the one behind them, it looks more like it's putting up pictures of summoning circles for magic rituals or something. <laughs> so is uh, Zelenka going to turn around at the nearest right and go, Fuego! <laughs> <laughs> you don't get the reference, then you probably shouldn't be listening to the show. But please don't stop. We need every single listener. I mean, it's more than just Brad and I? <laughs> that would be a little matter. <laughs> yes, but if they are even the least bit resourceful, which I must assume that they are, they can easily reverse engineer their own intergalactic engine from the wreckage on the sea bottom. So we need a bigger bang? Break into smaller pieces? Yes, well, that would certainly help. 
but I'm more concerned about ancient database. Its ability to back up data is incredibly redundant. Incredibly redundant. Yeah, that will never get old. But seriously, if the Wraith recover even the smallest part of the ancient database... Yeah, good point. They may not be able to get hold of the physical hyperdrive, but they may get hold of a hell of a lot of data that's stored in the yeah. databanks throughout the city. And information on where Earth is. Well, knowing where Earth is really doesn't help them unless they can improve the hyperdrives, because they'd start well before they got there. Mm. There wouldn't be anywhere to re refill, you know. <laughs> that means they need to bring a bigger lunch bag. Yeah, we're in another galaxy, so there's a huge void in between them. We have an unscheduled off-world activation. Major Shepard is coming in hot. Oh well, guess the Alpha site isn't very uh, alpha. -y. What's going on? They ran into some sort of resistance. I'm thinking Wraith. Wraith? I thought you said this planet was uninhabited. It was. <laughs> He's going to shoot Taylor in the back. <laughs> He's been waiting for this beat. <laughs> I told you she was a liability, sir. Now, I'm not going to let your personal feelings endanger this facility any longer. What? Look, I'm not accusing you of doing it intentionally, but the Wraith must be getting information from you. What the hell are you talking about? We ran into a... Uh... Hit him, Taylor, hit him. Looked an awful lot like a T-Rex, so. Yeah, T-Rex. Wasn't even a Wraith. It was a dinosaur <laughs> Wraith. <laughs> I take it you don't recommend the plan as an alpha site, Major. Wouldn't be my first choice. McKay doesn't get the satellite online, we're screwed. The plan was to have a dinosaur come through the gate, but when they uh, calculated how much it would cost, about $70,000, mm -hmm. they decided no. Oh. It would have been fun to have that poke its head through. It would. You guys be careful out there. Understood. The spacesuit is not flattering to Rodney. Is anything flattering to Rodney? Okay, close the bulkhead doors. Good luck. Right. Good luck. Maybe a whiteboard and pens for him to draw a formula on? And a pocket protector? <laughs> ah, the defense satellite in all its bikey glory. If this was a soap, they'd have this knock-down, drag-out fire yeah. and end up kissing each other at the end. What is it? You just accused me of disclosing our position to the race. Yes, I did. Clearly you were wrong. That's yet to be determined, ma'am. Excuse me? Look... I'm willing to accept that you're not fully in control of what information you give away, but it's still my opinion that you should not be allowed to move freely around this base of operations. Perhaps you are not aware, Sergeant, but being accused of serving the Wraith is the greatest insult among my people. Oh, I'm aware. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't... Was that an elbow? Yeah. Yeah! Civilian hit me. You got beat up by a girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Granted, she could probably take off the men in the base. My money's on her over her base. Yeah. yeah. Considering she can kick, I haven't said just it of uh, Shepard with some little bits of wood. Yeah, without trying. <laughs> too bad we didn't see a tooth fly out of Bates' mouth with that elbow. <laughs> he says a lot of things. You just stay away from him. Yeah, so that's right, John. Give her a direct command. Taylor in this sort of mood is really going to listen. As for Bates, well... Beep, 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 beep. Don't scratch exactly. Docking bay there. It's got to be automated. That's a stand in, not David Hewlett. No, heavy breathing. No surprise there. Wires, it looks like. Yeah, the uh, generator's CGI. David, when he filmed this, was ill, mm -hmm. so being confined in a spacesuit wasn't exactly his best day shooting. One step at a time, Rodney. One step at a time. You okay? <laughs> Yes. Why? You're breathing pretty heavily. Yeah, well, feeling a little claustrophobic. How much air do these things hold anyways? 
eight hours. Well, that's enough, right? I mean, even with heavy breathing. I imagine they would calculate that in, right? We're going to be fine. Yeah, it's easy for you to say you're not the one with the eight-hour ceiling on the breathing. <laughs> I always liked Grodin. Mm-hmm. We didn't see a lot of him in the first season. And that's Lieutenant Miller. First time we do see him this season. Why is an aqueduct generator just sort of a... Is it tethered to him? Tethered to him, yeah. So basically, he's wandering around with a large bomb attached to him. It's the only way to go. Only a bomb if he overloads it. <sighs> now, Rodney is now standing on kind of a cantilever system to give him the idea that he's uh, moving independently. Got some guys offhand just pushing it up and down to rock him back and forwards. Hmm. It's actually pretty good overall. Yeah, only so much they can do with wire work. Probably a much cheaper system. It's completely dead. Well, we thought as much. I'm going to hook up the knack with a generator. See if I can get some life support going. Mind life support, get gravity. <laughs> this is getting expensive to shoot. Now, which one's Groden? I missed which one is who. He's the dark-haired one. Okay, what I thought. <laughs> the one in the red shirt. And <laughs> the other one in the red shirt. In fact, all three of them were in red shirts. Okay. Which was a ploy. Mm-hmm. If only one of them were dressed in red or more like maroon, you'd automatically assume he's going to die. Hell, we would never think Weir's that. got a red shirt on. It's <laughs> <laughs> been a while since we've seen Halling, Christopher Heyerdahl. Hello, Chris. We don't see enough of him. No, he flew back from Japan just for this scene. He'd been in Canada for four hours. <laughs> Word is there is a plan in place to destroy Atlantis. I suppose, though, if, you know, an actor's willing to go, you know, those lengths for a, a little guest spot, speaks well when other roles come up. Yeah. But I assure you that plan will only be executed in a worst-case scenario. Such as three hive ships flying towards Atlantis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His voice can be anything from Zen to really, really creepy, depending on how he's playing the character. I, I like it. Yeah. He's been fantastic in uh, Hell on Wheels. Not seen it. I haven't seen that, yeah. He is awesome in it. A real nasty piece of work. I am not adding any shows. No. <laughs> Stop tempting me. It's not going anywhere. Third season starts. Yes, but I am. My uncle's just threw the first three seasons of Justified at me on DVD, so I've had to add that <laughs> to my list. I'm into season two. There's a very catty Bates-like bad person in it. I know who you're talking about. I recognize her from looking at the pictures on the DVD case. Not if you're suggesting the Ancients will return in time to save their city. You cannot know their plans for Atlantis. They have made all the plans they are going to make. Now it's up to us. I thank you for your thoughts, Helling. But I have to do everything I can to make sure the power and technology of Atlantis does not fall into the hands of the Wraith. <laughs> Just call them all and be done with it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, have you read any Ian Bank? No, I haven't. He's one I've been wanting to read and I haven't gotten around to. Since everything's officially official, I've started posting online. So under the ship names thread, I've created one called The Very Fast Picket. Alan doesn't live here anymore. <laughs> you know, the idea is simple enough. It's... The execution is proving to be very difficult. You create an environment. Yeah, essentially, yes. Oh, check out all those government hackers. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. In my experience, female hackers are already that cute. <laughs> You would have thought they would add the, uh, was she a Japanese girl? They add in letters from Pegasus. I was just thinking mm-hmm. that myself. Yeah. Zelenka's section is still my favourite of letters from Pegasus. I mean, he's giving away basically <laughs> the entire... <laughs> you know, I saying anything uh, top secret? Secret? Uh, no? No, no, no. 
Even if you can't speak the language, you can tell from the gesture. Boom! Pegasus! Maybe seven, maybe eight percent. That's it? Yes. Oh, that's nice. It is, isn't it? For once, they actually want the uh, thing to project onto her face. Yeah. Looks cool. Ooh. Shiny. Yeah. Here we go! And the set designers and builders get the specs for this less than a week before they start shooting. Oh. At the start of the season, they get two or three weeks' notice, but come the end of the season, the scripts are coming, you know, thick and fast. Set builders do magic with a lot of the stuff they have to yeah. work with. That's it. Turn the gravity on. Do it! Looks like life support's now at 100%. I think I found the switch to initialize the gravity. Great, just give me a second to... Oh! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Rodney. That was the wonderful soprano note he just hit. <laughs> That's permanent back damage. Sorry, I assumed it would come on more slowly. Well, you assumed with my life. He'll be fine. It was just a little bump. What do you got? <laughs> yes, <Yeah, zoom. laughs> <laughs> Looks like every system is back online. Except for the weapon. Uh, details. <sighs> Let's get to work. <sighs> There's no sympathy, Rodney. Not here. Mm. <laughs> uh. David Hewlett, along with uh, Martin Wood and Martin Garrow, did the commentary for this episode. Ooh. It was actually the first time he'd seen this episode mm-hmm. finished. And Joe Flanagan popped in about halfway through. Highly recommend listening to the commentary. How many actors really don't tend to watch what they do? That seems to be a pretty common trait. I suspect most of them, yeah. From reading the Echoes books, which I'm doing at the minute, quite a lot. What? I say we should just give them names. <laughs> so you don't take any of this seriously, do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dear. I get what you're saying about how thick that flat screen TV is there. That's really thick. Well, just imagine if they'd defined Atlantis three or four years earlier. They'd have to take CRTs with them. Mm. That would have been a whole extra flat. <laughs> He's been attacked. Yeah, dear. Get a medical team down here. He looks like he's had the craft considered beaten out of him. Yes. He deserved it. Who is the suspect? Dayla? Not Dayla. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> the right number on him. Is he going to be okay? I still have to tell. He's got five broken ribs, fractured collarbone, and the concussion was quite severe. When can we talk to him? We can't. I put him in a medically induced coma until the subdural hematoma can be dealt with. We won't be finding out what happened from him anytime soon. Taylor Bates got into it pretty bad yesterday, sir. Fist fight and a beating like this are a long drive apart, Ford. I understand that, sir, but... They weren't a fight, they are both looking to continue it. Anything pointing to who did this? I'm having a forensic exam of both his body and clothing performed right now. Let us know what you find out. Let's go get her side of the story. Who's gonna ask her? I'm not. <laughs> Look what she's done to Bayes. I want full pads if I have to ask her. <laughs> that really does look bashed together. It's unusual, because normally the ancient designs tend to be a little more streamlined. Mm. The interior here could have been used for a random Star Trek set, the way it looks. Yeah. All right. Let's just step back here. Think about it. This baby is a directed energy beam weapon. Runs off a relatively low-yield charge like our Naquita generator. So that means it's got to be continually building up a charge in some kind of a buffer or a capacitor until it's, until it's discharged. I think I found something like that. Grode in there is played by Craig Veroni. We've seen him in Continuum, Arctic Air, Battlestar Galactica. He was in Continuum. Yep. Lieutenant Miller, played by Rob Avery. He's been in Deathlands and The Judge. Go back and rewatch Continuum. I don't remember him from that show. 
Okay, we got 29 hours till showtime, so let's open up the order parts, huh? <laughs> parts. You do not think I had anything to do with it? Of course not. You and Bates did get into it pretty good yesterday. You know me, Aiden. I never would have taken it that far. I know, so let's just see if we can't rule it out altogether. Okay then, let's do the Dietrich interrogation. <laughs> you did it, we know you did it. Detritus, not Dietrich. You pronounce are you one? I'm pronouncing it as it's spelled. <laughs> I didn't do it, you can't prove it. <laughs> I have no way of proving it, no. But I did not leave this room last night, I'm sure of it. That smiles for way of saying, I wish I did it. I did not leave this room. You asked to see me? Stackhouse has found a suitable alpha site, so should the need arise, we'll be able to evacuate. Oh, that's good. That's not why I wanted to see you. You have to get me more than 7 or 8% of the database. There has got to be a way of taking more with us. Maybe 9%. You can't just tell him to... about back in a minute. Continue. Dr. Weir, when she was walking across there with Zelenka, she looked really stiff as she was walking, trying to purposely hold herself to go slow enough so the camera could follow her or something like that. Or maybe she's afraid of heights. <laughs> that could be too. I didn't think about that. <laughs> or the walkway's shifting slightly. <laughs> yeah, been on a few sets that move when they shouldn't. She's asking a ridiculous amount from uh, Radek, really. I mean, he's busy trying to design a weapon that will destroy the city, write an algorithm to compress all the data. And take out the garbage while you're at it. Yeah. The technology really looks 21st century Earth-human, doesn't it, the screens? Why aren't there holographic displays? And should the weapon actually be manned? Have a lot of room inside if it's on an automated system. It looks like power runs internally from the buffer to the weapon. I guess our guy took a hit, must have disrupted the main power conduit. We need to reroute the power from our buffer to the actual weapon. If we can do that, it will arm. Now, your masterful grip on the blatantly obvious continues to impress me, Peter. You're gonna have your floaty, goey self right. plenty of space to move around in. We need to root power around these uh, damaged circuits. If we do that, we should be laughing. All right, disoriented. <laughs> Who's going outside? They're outside. What? You still there, Jeff? Oh, I'm still here, sorry. You muted, then forgot to unmute, didn't you? Yes, that's what happened. <laughs> See? Oh, great. Someone will need to EVA. Yeah, but there's nothing to hang on to. I'm not saying it would be easy or safe. Okay. So who goes? Okay. Eeny, meeny, money, mo. Rock, paper, scissor. Brilliant. Okay, Miller, break out the straws. It doesn't have to be straws. Hey, we could do rock, paper, scissors. Okay, on three. One, two, three. <laughs> uh, geniuses at work. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> Who's the newest guy here that we've never met before? Miller. Hewlett can throw the bomb. Well, get on with it. Aw, he broke the pencil. It's the last pencil in the Pegasus Galaxy okay. and it got broken up. <laughs> yeah. Short piece goes. You go first. The fate of the Pegasus Galaxy hinges on a broken pencil. Doesn't that sum up the human race? Mm. Well done. Good for you. Mm. Okay, what are the odds of a smaller piece? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Mine's bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're the best qualified to fix it anyway, sir. Mm. Ladder the dead man. That's true. <laughs> dead man floating. Mm. You know there's no love loss between her and Bates, but I can't see her beating the hell out of the guy. Only if she was really, really angry. Or Bates attacked her. Yeah. If Bates tried to attack her, she'd lay his ass out. Mm-hmm. I assume they've looked for evidence of a fight on her knuckles and whatnot. 
Or her elbows, in fact. One would think so. Yeah. Hope, yeah. Stick her in the brig. This is Taylor we're talking to. Beat us up. We have a situation on our hands. What's going on? I've completed the test. I found DNA in Sergeant Major's uniform. And it's not Taylor's. No, Major. Come on. Who is it? Gasp. Faster. I ran the test twice to be certain. It's conclusive. Come on. We have a wraith in the city. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. No. Not very no. surprising if you think about it, mm. but... No, they've had a, more than a couple chances to stick a, a ray somewhere in the city. Mm. Yeah, they've seen the ray ships beam up. Why would they assume it couldn't beam them down? Mm. Exactly. And the city is 20 times big enough for a single yeah. wraith to hide in there without running into it. The wraith started scanned us. It made its way through the city, scanning for data. The second it was done, the salty started. So they beamed into the city. Can they do that? The same technology that is used to sweep people up and into their ships must work in the opposite way. I'm sorry, but this is a Teok level piece of vital information way too late. <laughs> yeah, it is. You know, couldn't you have told us this several months ago? <laughs> several months ago wouldn't have created the right amount of dramatic tension. Hmm. What's he been doing here all this time? Well, Sergeant Bates was attacked near the neck of the generator that powers his tower. Wraith must have been doing recon. Maybe his job is to knock out the power before the hive ship gets here. Leave us dead in the water. Or to make sure any self-destruct plan we had in place wouldn't work. Maybe a combination of both. Exactly. What we do know for sure is that we have a wraith intruder in the city that we have to track down. Well, he hasn't been feeding for a while, so uh, he must be reasonably weak. Mm. Well, they never really said how often the wraith have to eat, did they? Ooh, he has an idea. We're away. It's not much more than 30 meters away. Uh-oh. Nicely done. Yeah, that looks like some complicated part of the game. Okay, Miller. I want you to vent the atmosphere and disengage the artificial gravity in the rear compartment. Space stuff always looks good on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a spacesuit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Open the rear hatch. And there goes the gravity. Doesn't he have boots which stick? You'd think he'd have boots which stick. I don't know if our astronauts really have that or not. I don't think they have magnetic boots either, no. Because that would mess with the electronics and the satellites too much. Um, the door's out. Am I ahead of you guys? I don't know how it could be. The door's opening right now. Yeah, the door's opening right now for me as well. Rodney? Rodney, did you make it? Haven't quite left the rear of the jumper yet. Do I need to remind you of the time? Yes, please do remind me. Are we on a tight schedule? Just pointing out the obvious. Okay, thank you. One small step, huh? <laughs> he's not dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> no rush. <laughs> As you can see, he's very pale. Yeah. He does look ill now that you mention it. <laughs> he is not very well at all. Been unshaven and everything. Uh, one giant leap! <laughs> thank you, Rodney. One giant leap. <laughs> He kept banging into that in rehearsal, and they eventually decided to leave it in because everybody thought it was funny. <laughs> What's funny when Rodney hit himself? <laughs> he seems to be attaching bits to that keyboard. Sensor we've had online for the past month or so. It detects irregularities in biometric rhythm and reports them. Wouldn't it have picked up on the ray? Well, it requires a significant amount of power, so we've narrowed its field of focus to scan solely in the gate room, figuring that was the only place that the wraith... It looks cool. I like it. The keys are interchangeable. Hmm. Might be a programming interface as well as a hmm. standard keyboard. It's a nifty modular way to do it. Hmm. Ah. Ah. <laughs> that was wrong. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That's him. Look. 
It works very much like a life science detector. Yeah, it's the red thing. Yeah, clearly it's the red thing. That's it. You can track them in real time. Yes. Ford Taylor, we need two teams. Let's go get them. Yes, sir. Well, <laughs> fetch. It's a life science detector, but at least it's not a microphone with the wire cut off and spray painted gold. Star Trek: The Original Series. <laughs> I'm not sure I can fix this. You can fix anything. Who told you that? You did on several occasions. Well, you're right. Probably a good thing I drew the short straw. That's more like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cost of being good. Where's the Rodney arrogance? Come on. What's he hanging on to there? Nothing. So what's prevent him from accidentally pushing off and floating away into nothingness? Nothing. Self control. The main power conduit's been severed. There may be some way for me to reroute it so it's going through secondary conduits. Sort of like a, a quadruple bypass. I should be able to help you identify potential secondary conduits from here. Let's get started. He should have a line secured to one of the, the handrails there or something, but I don't see it. They may not have brought any rope with them, except for the little tether for the mm. generator. I'd still be happy enough with that. Yeah, even that would be something at least. Ford Taylor, you in position? Almost. Doesn't he, surround, doesn't he seem to be surrounded by people? <laughs> looks like it. Yes. Who aren't moving anywhere. We're going to breach the room at the same time from different directions. If he tries to get out the other door, take him. Understood, sir. Wait for it. So basically, okay, so we have a wraith. Let's bring him a buffet. <laughs> well, one of them has, hasn't said game over yet, so we're not quite there. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Now that initial explosion was created by a flash charge on a fishing rod. <laughs> That's cool. They poked it out the doorway and ignited it. In the commentary, they took the proverbial out of Joe a bit, because they reckon it was a bit of a girly fall. <laughs> we're coming in, we're going to pick you up and get the hell out of here. Sounds like a plan. All right. <laughs> yes, the plans really work out. Yes. Oh, no, I'm in a green, glowy area. Ah, now we might feed, since he's been discovered. Yeah. Under all that makeup is James Lafazanos. Nothing will keep us from our new feeding ground. I gotta say, telesensor dramatic timing seems a little extreme there. <laughs> You're in box, sir. We heard the whole thing and double timed it. <laughs> you called in. <laughs> you got him, Major. You're going to be okay. Yeah, that, I mean, frankly, given what he was just about to do, I wouldn't be that keen on having her hand in exactly the same position where his would have been had he been feeding. <laughs> well, it looks like makeup wore off on someone's fingers because it looked like there was something right on his chest where the wraith would have fed, you know, on his T-shirt. Oh, dear. Oh, dear what? When we rerouted power from the buffer to the weapon, it looks like we inadvertently routed power away from the docking station and the airlock. Oh, dear. That's going to be a problem. All right, well, we'll do it manually like we did the first time. You had a spacesuit the first time. I don't. The airlock isn't pressurized. Yeah, David looked at that scene with him in his spacesuit and just, do I look fat in that? <laughs> he wants it taken in next time he has to wear it. Mm. The race ships are too close. Yeah, well, I know what I'm doing now. Rodney. Leave me. No, we're not doing that. Well, get to a safe distance. And then come get me once the satellite has taken care of the wraith ships. Peter. It's the only option and you know it. Besides, this way I can power down the satellite until they're well within range. 
And there'll be no way for the Wraith to realize we brought it back online. That's the problem with airlocks. Now for sacrifice. Hands up who thought <laughs> Lieutenant Miller would be the one to die. Not me. <laughs> After it's done then. Damn you, I'm a recurring character. You can't kill me. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can. Characters have got to die in the show, otherwise you'll never believe main characters will die. Mm. But he was almost like the new Walter for the Pegasus Galaxy. He was initially. He did feature in a few early episodes. And he was, seemed to almost always be in the control room. Yeah, but this show went through a lot of cast changes. I didn't have any problems with them, but they yeah. did. How you feel? You know, pins and needles. I'm getting stunned by those damn things. Has he said anything yet? No, sir. Not yet. Oh, look. This is our right holding area. I never <laughs> quite got the idea of the design for these jail cells. You got a name? They look cool, but never understood why they were supposed to be that way. When you've got that much energy to burn, why would you have a physical cell? Mm. Yeah, that too. Why don't they give them the injection which killed the previous Wraith? First I thought it was the flat bars were so that the Wraith couldn't mm. reach through, but they're not deep enough to actually stop an mm. arm from reaching through and getting someone. Maybe this wasn't its original purpose. Bob. Bob, yeah. <laughs> Hello, Bob. Bob. <laughs> Bob. You do a better on Atkinson. Oh, my. They mean business. And what are the odds that they'd approach planet just next to that one satellite? <laughs> a pretty armada. And you'd shoot it just on general principles. Powering up. Well, the Wraith are like teenagers. They just got to vandalize everything they walk by. We should be weapons hot. In 60 seconds. Dr. Weir, it's McKay. Satellite is armed and ready. Should fire within the next minute or so. Keep your fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Good luck. Yes, now I'm a target. Yes. Shoot me, shoot <laughs> me. The Wraith don't really provide many options when interrogating them. They don't have many weaknesses. I don't think he's in a very talkative mood, sir. Yeah, I need to know what he's been doing and whether or not he's been transferring back to the hive ships. Wouldn't we have picked up a transmission? We can send secure messages. There's no reason he can't. Maybe I can try and connect with him. I don't think so. What, you mean after what happened last time? I don't think so. If the other side has been compromised, Major, we need to know. It's a shame the powering up button and the shoot button are beside each other. <laughs> <laughs> now it's 60 seconds to charge up. Good God. That was dumb. Have it powered up, ready to go. I'd want the gun ready to go now, not have mm -hmm. to wait for it. Yeah. Wait, the Wraith can't detect this? I think they're done worrying about what the Wraith can or can't detect at this point, because mm. they know they're on the way. Ridiculously confident that that weapon system can take out three half ships, and what about all the cruisers? In fact, if you take out one hive ship, the other two are going to launch the dart straight away anyway, because you wouldn't want all your aircraft, well, aircraft, spacecraft on board <laughs> just in case it gets another shot at. I hadn't realized, but you're right. The humans are being arrogantly confident that their plan's going to work at this point. Yeah. I know they haven't got much choice. It's true, too. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Oh, my. <laughs> nice. Explosion's so loud, it can be heard in a vacuum in space. Yeah, and they went back to Rainmaker and says, Bigger explosions, we want to see the ship explode. Look at Sam's double in the background. By the way, the... The subtitle for that last bit was Bracket All Cheer Bracket. What are you doing, human? You're trying to get inside my mind. 
me. That's a really <laughs> evil grin, isn't it? Red do evil grins better than anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? My roots were here. Yeah, but for how long? This is pretty much torture of a prisoner. Mm -hmm. no, he's not a real prisoner, he doesn't count. Can you imagine this in SG-1? Mm. Jack would do this off-planet, I think. Yeah. He wouldn't do it in front of everybody. No, no. He, he'd do it in the SG-1 equivalent of Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, if there was a gold that had the answer to Jack needed, he'd beat it out of the gold. Let me borrow your pain stick. Hmm. <laughs> Come on, hit him again! We have a problem! What, what problem? It looks like the circuit we rerouted is overloaded. The weapon can't fire again. I'm trying to find another pathway. We're heading back in to pick you up. Stay exactly where you are. If we're cloaked, they won't see us. There's no time, just get the hell out of here! Yeah, that didn't go according to plan. Yeah, we have a cliffhanger. <laughs> not good, not good. I'm sorry! What a guy. Yeah. Oh, that, look at that. And he apologises as well. He didn't deserve to die! Yes. No, he didn't. Big explodies. Oh, God. Now we're in trouble. Trouble. Even an extremist, I can't imagine Rodney calling on a god he almost certainly doesn't believe in. I can, just because it's not so much acknowledging a belief as it is linguistic expression. A cultural thing that's said, not denoting belief or lack of belief. We'll know what you've done to me. John so wants to kill him. Yeah, we'll see. Sir, I think maybe we've gone a bit too far. I don't think we've gone far enough. Atlantis, this is McKay. We have lost the satellite. Yes, you were cheering too early, weren't you? Hmm. <laughs> but we've lost Grodin. Did you manage to take out any more ships? Negative. Two other Hive ships are intact. Elizabeth. Peter Groden was aboard the satellite. Oopsie. Understood. What's the status of the other two? They're not coming any closer. It looks like they're rethinking their plans. At the very least, he's bought us some time. You can't do any more out there, Rodney. Return to Atlantis. Hi, Groden. You know, they actually thought they'd get through this without mm. losing anybody. I think there are more people in the control room in Atlantis right now than there have ever been in the show before now. Yeah. Put me on citywide. Oh, now it's citywide. You know, <laughs> so we didn't broadcast a plan when we, we were doing it, but now that we're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Our plan to stop the Wraith Armada has failed. It is a partial win. They've destroyed one Hive ship and the rest of them are part on the outskirts of the system. Yeah, that's the equivalent of scoring the opening goal against a Premiership team when you're non-league and they're getting hammered 10-0 at the end. It doesn't matter, you get to cheer for a bit. I wish I could tell you that we will find a safe harbour when we leave here. I can't promise you that either. I can tell you this. Up to now, you all have accomplished extraordinary things. And I believe that even in the face of an uncertain future, as long as we stay together, we have a chance to continue to do so. Fight them on the beaches and on the shores. By the way, where are the Athosians? <laughs> Not them. We don't have enough pull jumpers to take them all in. And I'll see you on the other side. I wonder if the word harbour was deliberately used to keep up the nautical theme. Maybe. Probably. <laughs> Put the virus program on standby. 
I don't think that's too long of a shot or, you know. No, I think them surviving was a fairly long shot at this point. <laughs> they joked about that monologue. Tori has two, one in each episode. And they kept having to jump backwards and forwards to make sure they weren't using the same speech and <laughs> phrases. That would be awkward Eating. if they did that. Oh, they're going to get out of Mothership and upload it yet. Nice OD4 reference. And also to one of the bumps used in the show. No matter where you flee, we will find you. Just as surely as we will find her. He's actually credited as Bob in the subtitle there. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> we will feast. Yeah, oh, just empty the clip into him. Yeah, he's, he's put a fresh clip in. Boom, 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 boom. And gets close. Okay, one in the head, because I still wouldn't trust him. Rule number one, double tap. Well, he did shoot him thrice, but just not in the head. <laughs> they never actually addressed if a headshot would be worse or not for a Wraith, did they? Take out the processing system. No, I think the healing is at cellular level. I think it would be a similar effect to the adamantium bullet at the end of X-Men Origins Wolverine. It might affect memory, but it won't like, kill him. The Wraith had come back, but he wouldn't know who he was. Yeah. Oh, then it'd be Michael, okay. That's the advantage of the psychic connection, you see. Basically, the Wraith's memories are stored in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of science fiction. No matter what you see on screen, you can find any way to explain anything. That's what's so annoying when you see a sci-fi show with a, a story or a plot and you think, well, there's a million holes in it. You can get around it any way you want. Star Trek, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Why bother? Tachyon particles are their favourite. Chronoton particles. He's travelled through time. There must be chronoton particles involved. Mm-hmm. Of course. I've just watched Future Tense from Deep Space Nine. That's why I can remember them. <laughs> I'm happy for you. Benjamin Sisko, back in the uh, 21st century, put in right what once went wrong. I'm not sign of Dean Stockwell, though. No. <laughs> I love the uh, the Deep Space Nine Trouble Trivels episode. Oh, yeah. The way they inserted the new actors into the old footage. I just awesome. like Dax in that uniform. Everybody likes Dax in that uniform. Although not my favourite all-time shot. My favourite all-time shot is Dax and Kira in the holographic, was it Steam Baths or whatever? Basically in bikinis. I don't recall what season. <laughs> I was never a regular watcher of Deep Space Nine, so I don't think I saw that episode. It was new science fiction. It was stealing heavily from B5, but so be it. But it, it was it was and remains for me the best of all the tracks because it had arc. Yeah. Yet some people don't like arc. And I also liked with the Trouble Triple episode, uh, Walter Koenig commented he got paid more for the reused footage in that episode than he was actually paid <laughs> when he originally appeared in the episode. Yeah, I can believe that. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Well, it's time for some feedback and birthdays. In the upcoming week, we remember Don S. Davis, who was born on August the 4th, 1942. He served in his nation's military, he was an actor and an artist, and seemed to be just one of the guys who was good to work with on set. Also on the 4th, we have birthdays for Marco DeLuise, who was in Wormhole Extreme, Martin Jarvis, the British actor who appeared in the Atlantis episode The Seer, and Frank Vincent, who played a cameo in the excellent Atlantis episode Vegas. On the 5th of August, Chuck Campbell, a.k.a. Chuck, the gate technician in Stargate Atlantis. He was a stand-in for David Hewlett, and a line reader, who got on screen through talent and hard work. The 9th of August, we have to wish a happy birthday to James Lafazanos, who donned all the prosthetics to play so many variations of the Wraith, and appeared sans rubber in Battlestar, Supernatural and Covert Affairs. Sharing the 9th is the great Rona Mitra, a model the most recognised Laura Croft from a gaming perspective. 
She played the Lucian Alliance Commander Kiva in Stargate Universe, and also starred in The Gates and Nipped Up. We got some good feedback on the Facebook group for last week's episode, so here goes. Brad posted, Here we go, can the nerds stand tall and get the job done? And RDA never returned as regular after this. I posted, G plus let me edit, but Facebook doesn't. Should be 5,000 years, not 500. Brad replied, caught that, was waiting to hear an audio double up to catch you out on. Miles McLaughlin, he posted, Considering they thought this might be their last season, they sure got a lot out of this two-parter. Yeah, lots going on in the episode, Miles. And the better raw audio helped to the finished product. That's in reference to my editing of the podcast. Gate Tech Alpha 6 posted, It was nice to see a second take on Children of the Gods. Poffus got his way and gwalded Daniel. And no cliffhanger. Great conclusion to eight years of Stargate. Brad posted, Was that a TV spot for Atlantis in the end of the podcast or something you put together? Haven't heard it before. Very nice. And I replied, It was something I just grabbed off of YouTube. Luke Tullock posted, It was a good way to end an era in SG1. I look forward to seasons 9 and 10. And finally, Gate Tech Alpha 6 posted, It wrapped up all the major threads of the series nicely. Although the show has a new feel in season 9 and 10. I still love most of the episodes and can't wait for a new enemy to emerge from the shadows. I'll never get tired of thanking everyone who takes the time to post a thought or more on Facebook, G+, the website, or our most popular portal, the Gatecast Twitter feed. Of course, we would like to get more people involved with offering content to the podcast, and with SG1 Season 9 and SGA Season 2 coming soon, then if you want to appear on the show and do a commentary with us, get in touch, and we'll see what we can sort out. We have to thank Jeff for joining us on this episode, and he'll be back for The Siege Part 2, which is next week's show. And we hope you can join us for the thrilling conclusion to the first season of Atlantis. And the two weeks after that will be devoted to the season wrap-up shows, including the results to the polls. If you want to get in touch with us about anything to do with Stargate or Gatecast, then this is how you can do so. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. And we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using the generic Stargate, or more specifically Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast. And we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular. And you can find us at the Gatecast, which is one word. And finally, there is our main website, gatecast.co.uk, which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together. Okay then, that was The Siege Part 1. Now you understand why they saved a bit of money on Letters from Pegasus and the Gip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had to fund this episode. Bloody brilliant episode. I agree. Boom, boom. more boom. And let's, boom. let's not forget, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Bob went boom. I'll always remember Bob. <laughs> the best I can do, uh, Ron Atkinson always had a significant pause of about three seconds before he said Bob. <laughs> yeah, and the first time you go, hang on a minute, isn't that a woman? Don't worry about that. <laughs> Next week, The Siege Part 2. Surprise? Yes, we're not alternating this week because it's special. Jeffrey will be joining us for Part 2. Yes, I will. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.